0: Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by associate producer, Jamie, and we're talking sex, relationships, and everything in between. Topics include specific tips to take breast play to the next level, recognizing relationship anxiety and how to manage it and move past it, ups and downs of the male refractory period and moving from being a pleaser to actually owning your pleasure. All this and more. Enjoy the show. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date, when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since. So I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.
1: Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that block our sacred institutions.
0: You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com and check out all of our amazing content we put up every day. I'm very proud of that fact. Our blogs and subscribe to the podcast. That really helps us. And I'm so glad you're all here today. Thanks for listening to the show. We've got a fun show today and I've got a fun person sitting here with me, Jamie. Hello. Hi, Jamie. You all know Jamie. Jamie's with me for two years. We just had her two year anniversary here at Sex with Emily. We take that very
1: seriously. Yeah, I can't I can't believe it. It's been great. Started as a little intern. hmm. I've uh, gone gone through the ranks, you know, from intern to part time to full time. Yeah. And it's been amazing to watch you grow and change. I feel like you
0: Are really just like killing it right now. And I'm so impressed and and grateful for your time and your energy and chillness and always making me laugh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love love you so much.
0: (laughs) I love you too. Um, So I'm glad you're sitting here with me today because we've got a lot to cover and I want to talk about you and your experiences. But first, let's talk about our October contest Mm -hmm. because October is not over until it's over. So I know that um, it's a big month, Halloween. Jamie did a super cute video.
1: It is really cute. It's on the website, so you can definitely check it out. It's our sexy tricks and sexy treats. Exactly. You want to explain the contest? Yeah. So <laughs> um, basically, we're taking Halloween back for the adults. Like you know, kids love it. There's candy. They get to go around and all that stuff. But you know, there's also an adult side to Halloween. We dress up sexy. We get tap into you know sides of ourselves that we like don't usually during. Uh, during the year so when we mean by like tricks like okay so do you have like a go-to move that you like know like makes every person you've been with go crazy it makes you go crazy do you have a position that you're like this is a great position if you need like g-spot stimulation or if you need you know p-spot stimulation or what have you um and then treats so like do you have like a pair of lingerie
0: that you always like to wear yeah like is there a sexy lingerie lingerie that you that you want to put i was thinking about that the other day because i had a date and i was like Oh, I haven't had that. I'm like, which underwear do I feel? Nothing that I was having sex. So what makes me feel the sexiest?
1: No, that but I feel like trick. it gives you confidence. It you does know?
0: give you confidence. That's what I'm saying. Like I had to change out of my underwear that wasn't so confident building. confidence. Gotcha. Building. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So lingerie.
1: And then maybe like you have like a favorite toy you like to use. You know, we want to hear about that. Sexy tricks or treats. So just
0: email us your sexiest tricks or treats by
1: mm-hmm. November 1st. Exactly. So you have all the way up until Halloween. So right. even if you, you know, you can get inspiration on that night. Do it, send it to us, email.
0: Exactly. Uh, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So, Jamie, speaking of sexy tricks and treats, so you've been here for two years. Do you mind if I no, reveal no. your age? Uh, yeah,
1: that's fine. I'm 24. So you're 24. <laughs> so,
0: when you started, you were 22? Mm hmm. So, you were 22 coming you know and you you were always that girl that you know your friends came to you you talked about sex and stuff but now that you've been here for two years what about what do you think that you've learned like your sexiest tricks or treats for example we can take that put it in the sex with emily format what have you kind of, what have you learned here i mean i see that you've changed as a as a as a team member you've done a lot but i'm not with you when you're having sex i mean in spirit but what do you think has changed for you what are um your- i
1: mean i'm just like i'm I'm more confident in asking for what I want and like saying, Hey, like this is what I need you to do. I mean, I don't say it like that. I say, <laughs> it so, go, Hey, I, I don't say, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> teach you that. <laughs> right. No, I was just like, you know, a way it's, it's, I've been able to like, uh, up my dialogue, I guess, communication, and, uh, communication wise. And that's like, I think the most important part. And that's what everything follows with that. Also, I like to say for me personally, I love being on top. During sex, And I've learned, you know, to really like use my uh, PC muscles and clench and grind. And that's how I can get my G-spot orgasm, even if the dude I'm with is not up to par.
0: Okay. Up to par meaning?
1: Meaning like he's not doing much to help me out.
0: So talk to me about that for a minute. Was that something that you did before? Or you learned that kind of here through clench? Because it is true. Women don't realize that those muscles that contract... Um, your your keto muscles, those PC muscles, the the same muscles that you use when you stop and start the flow of urine, That those, that's how you locate them, that those are actually the same muscles that contract when you have an orgasm. So when you're having sex and you, you tense and relax those muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punch. no,
1: I never like before had really... Like, I had done it randomly just because I'm like, oh, like, can you feel that? Does right. that feel good? For the guy. Because you're the like, guy. oh, well, the guy But then, this. like, I started doing them. Like, I realized that when I get closer to climax that if I use those muscles, it actually helps me along to, like, get there. Pumping them. Yeah. And right. I didn't do that before. But then, you know, you talk about it a lot, a lot of different things with that. And it works out for me pretty That's
0: well. Great. i say it's pretty well. I mm. love that. So you're able to have more orgasms then frequently with a partner.
1: Yes. Exactly. When the, which is great. And I've always like liked sex, but I've always been like a pleaser, which is, you know, I still like to be a pleaser, but now I'm like, I'm gonna get mine too, for right? sure. Especially because I'm single. So I have a lot of casual encounters.
0: Yeah, mostly. Mostly. but You've had, you've had dabbles. I, Dab, you've dabbled, I dabbled, dabbled in, 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 in emotions malicious. and uh, you know, <laughs> I
1: don't necessarily like it that much. I do when it's good.
0: So this is something that I kind of feel like it's changed, but then I also know that sex education is not where I want it to be yet. But just like you, I was a pleaser and I know that talking to younger women now and women of all ages that we still somehow are socialized, that it truly is about the man's pleasure or your partner's pleasure and not about us. And I think we do that in so many areas of our life that we're pleasers and we're caretakers and we're nurturing, which is part of being female. And I, and I understand that. But when it comes to sex, I mean, I just love that that was something that you were able to take away. Like, it's not that we're not pleasing the men. That's very important are our partners, but that we also have to uh, take care of ourselves.
1: Yeah. And I, like, I feel i you know, people will email in and say like, oh, is this selfish of me? And it's like, it's not selfish to know what you like. You know, like all of a sudden, it's not all about your partner. It's also about you. It's supposed to be like about each other, exactly. about your own experience together. So, you know, I'm always like, no, it don't, it's not selfish at all. In fact, it's just equality. That's it, what it is. Equal- equality in the bedroom and equality in the world. Well, we're right. getting there in the world. It's we'll, almost we'll like see.
0: if you're playing sports with someone, a like guy you're playing tennis, you're like, I'm just going to let him win, you know? would you yeah. do that
1: you <laughs> no, no. no no it's about both i'm of so you. competitive competitive right exactly
0: been. you wouldn't do that why would you do it in sex i'm just gonna not really like hit the ball over the net right now i'm just gonna have him do his thing so that's great you've gotten a boatload of treats here yes. at sex with emily mm. so what are your favorite accoutrements during sex or in just in your whole sexual life it can even be masturbation i know you've got like every toy and product on the planet yeah. You probably had to get a second home for them, but is there anything that you're like after two years? This is my go-to favorites.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, masturbation-wise, like the womanizer, always, always, always.
0: The lips. We talked about this. The un- It
1: literally the- lives under my pillow.
0: It does. <laughs> Which one? The, the lip-
1: one I sleep on. <laughs> no, oh.
0: not your. <laughs> oh no, but- <laughs> your mom's pillow. Which womanizer? There's so many, but they're all sort of the so, same.
1: Well, yeah, okay. So I've graduated. I've had like. Almost every version of the womanizer and like whenever I get a new version I kinda like leave the other one. Like in case I don't charge the current one I'm using, I'll use the other ones as backup. But I use the to go right. all the time. I mean it's, it's it's
0: it's the lipstick one. It looks like right, the to go. Yeah, it's smaller, so it's cute. the lipstick
1: one. It's really it's like really easy to clean, which I also like. And like the silicone tip is a little bit uh deeper than the other ones. So I feel like it covers the clitoris a lot better.
0: Right. Good, yeah, I agree. But I then,
1: it. sex-wise, I've only used a couple actual like vibrating toys during sex. I really liked the Pivot from Wevibe, which is a penis ring. Oh, it's so it's good. It vibrates. It's really great. Like it, especially because like like I said, I like to be on top and like grind. It's perfect for that. It
0: is perfect for the grinding. Yeah, yeah. it vibrates. It's, it's it cool. does. One size fits all. Vibrator. Yeah,
1: yeah. Use lube though. Obviously. You have to use lube. Yeah. And then I've also used the G Vibe Mini. But I started out using it, like, during oral sex that I was performing. Oh, right, because you could kind of... It's because it's shaped, the way it's shaped, it kind of looks like, oh, like, I want to say a wishbone in a way. Right, uh-huh. Um, it bows out, so, like, the it it's, like, circular at the bottom, but then it, like, bows out, so it's, like, kind of, like, when you put your hands up, like, you're shrugging. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, so if you, you just use that to stroke the shaft while you're, like, performing oral sex, like... On a low
0: speed. Guys, yeah. Don't don't you find like your partner's penises like that?
1: Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, the
0: vibrations feel good. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And then lubes. I know we've had lubes for days. Is there a lube? I I just kind of grab what, I kind of try them all out. Yeah. What I like, but it's always Joe, but I've got so many.
1: Yeah, I really like the watermelon HTO one that they have but then I also they have like I really like I tried I haven't used it during sex but definitely I've tried it during masturbation it's like they have this clit stimulant I think it's called like arctic or something like that so the cool one yeah so it's like it's a cooling sensation like it's so it's like a buzzy feeling and it's cold. And then when you use your vibrator, it's like Oof. intensifies that. Oh, that just
0: turned me out. That just got me like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really good.
1: No, like sometimes I'm like, I literally like take a break, make a sandwich, go back to masturbating.
0: <laughs> I
1: have days like that too. Where I'm like, I just can't stop.
0: I just getting <laughs> orgasms and then I don't leave the house. That's fun, Jane. That's lots of tricks. Okay. So Jamie, um, I just love you and we're just all grateful that you're here. So thank Aww, you for
1: sharing that. That's and so sweet. I love being here. I really do. I like love this job. I'm so glad. <laughs>
0: Yay, you're awesome. And now I want to ask you the five quickie questions. Oh, no, I'm being put on
1: the spot. You are being put on the spot. You didn't
0: know I was going to ask you. Okay, Jamie, what's your biggest turn on?
1: Humor and biceps. Okay. Biggest turn off? Cockiness, overly cocky, and no, that's pretty much it. Okay, Mm. got it.
0: Sexiest part of... Up your partner's body or a partner's body.
1: Okay, so besides the biceps. Mm, right. I'd have to say, like, that, like, it, it doesn't have to be defined, but that V area on a guy. Mm. And I love a good man butt.
0: A good man a butt. A
1: good man butt. Do you play with
0: the butt? Like, grabbing the oh, butt? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Love grabbing the butt. Yeah. I did not know
0: this about mm. you. Okay, what's the one thing you wish you could tell your all your future partners about your body and your needs?
1: Uh, like, there I, like I know that some people would think that, of course, my breasts would come into play during sex a lot and they do sometimes but like guys don't spend very much time on them and like preach like literally dude if you spend like a good like even three full minutes on my nipples like you don't even have to touch my clit
0: exactly it's like it's like a hack
1: no it is really
0: and Jamie's got amazing breasts so I don't I want (laughs) to nuzzle I want to nuzzle your breasts we were doing our two year anniversary you guys can check it out on Instagram we did some fun pictures but like you do have a great rack. How do they just... How do they not... I mean, it's like... I, I don't, don't really... Ha- Mine are like... I can see... Not that I want them to skip over it, but just they're there. But yours are like...
1: I I don't know. Oh, I think guys are just... They're more... Lately, more guys are into, uh, into the butt now. Right. But also, I think it's just kind of like... They're like, oh, like they're visually pleasing. And they... But I don't think they really know like what to do.
0: So what would you tell them? How would you describe... What, what should a man do? Now, again, every woman's different, but let's take your breasts, for example. If that guy spent three to five minutes on your breasts, how would he approach those breasts?
1: I mean, you just start, like, obviously, be, like, with making out, move down to the neck area, like, you know, go down a little bit, and then, like, you can, like, you suck on them, use your tongue, like flick like, but it around. let's be specific though, because if we're saying that guys don't know,
0: and I agree with mm-hmm. you, not that you guys, and this is not bashing men, it's just like, I think it's confusing. I think it they're is. like, do I grab it? Do I twist it? So with his hands, with his mouth?
1: You can like start like with maybe your hands on one and your mouth on the other. Yeah. Like be very delicate and use just like two fingers, like uh, like your thumb and your index finger. That's mm-hmm. what it's called, right? Okay. <laughs> and you just like, you know, lightly, like, play with the nipples like play with that area you know like and then maybe use your mouth a little bit use your tongue kind of like use your tongue to caress and circle then like mm-hmm. like you would with a clitoris right you know? exactly and you just kind of play and like the clitoris upstairs yeah and mm-hmm. then pay attention like to whoever you are with and like how they're responding and if they really like it you know maybe like suck a little more like maybe use a little more pressure just kind of even mm-hmm. like even just like literally like playing around with them like using your yeah. hands kind of massaging them massaging I
0: and mean, underneath too i feel like the yeah. under underside of the breast is to, like kind of kiss that area like kiss the underside of it or to just kind of rub it like we're wearing bras all day it's uncomfortable that area could be really sensitive there's a lot of sensitive tissue just even around the breast too
1: yeah and i think that if guys just like you know just like take like i said and you always say like slow everything down yeah. so i think that's a big reason too why it's like guys kind of like even if like i mean i usually have partners that will like perform oral sex on me which is good so there is foreplay but it's like they still rush to get to that it's kind of like someone just
0: starts the movie in the middle when they go right down there you're like what happened like i'm just i i feel like it's a big sk- Not that i don't believe me oral sex is awesome but i kind of feel like you just missed over the beginning like you kind of like say hello to my breasts i feel like yeah. it's part of it at least acknowledge them
1: yeah it's like you know it's like it's pretend you're in an elevator and <laughs> right. you need to like stop at each floor right Pick up some pleasure on the way until you get right. all the way down to the lobby, which is right. the pleasure And then you lobby. might have forgotten something in your office. <laughs> you might
0: have forgotten something and you go back up. Yeah. That's exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. You exactly. can go back up. You can up, go, back you go back up. Back down. But just don't totally skip. And get exactly. Right <laughs> that was great. Jamie, uh, that was a good public service announcement for the breasts. Now let's get into some <laughs> sex in the news. Ready. Okay. Good news. Relationship anxiety
1: is normal. I mean... It is good news because it's normal, but it sucks that it's normal.
0: <laughs> right? And I think that my thing about relationship anxiety is I feel like there's always going to be a little bit of anxiety in a relationship. And I know that at the beginning of the relationship as well, like especially these days, is he going to text me? Did, did he not text me? What did this mean in the text? Because people aren't even talking anymore. So there's so many more things to be anxious about, like that feeling when someone doesn't get back to you. and But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The thing about relationship anxiety is, yes, it's normal. But we're also going to give you some ways to deal with it. Because I think we all experience it at different points. Some people are more anxious than others. Certain things can trigger you. But here's why and here's what you can do about it. So there's a lot of reasons why we might feel anxious in a relationship. It could be childhood issues. It could be from your past relationship you had with someone. Like let's say someone cheated on you or there just wasn't a lot of healthy behaviors going on. So it could be lack of trust, fear of abandonment, you know, questioning yourself, your compatibility, you know, am I good enough or are they good enough, you know, or am I too good for them? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we always experience in a relationship some sort of unease about, you know, what we're getting ourselves into. So that's normal. That's a normal problem. But it's a real problem, I think, when it becomes debilitating, when you find yourself constantly obsessing about the relationship and it sort of takes over your life and you find yourself kind of be self-sabotaging as well when you start to doubt your oh, partner and you yeah. keep bringing it up you're like what did you mean by this and and I'm not trusting you and really a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to do with your partner but a lot of times these issues have to do with ourselves welcome to the world it usually is about ourselves because once we learn and we really own our our issues and our challenges it can be easier to specifically weed out what's our part of the problem and what's What part is our partner triggering us and how to have healthy conversations around it? So here's some signs that maybe your anxiety in the relationship has reached an unhealthy level. This is kind of like when you start to engage in these behaviors that might push your partner away. So it could be obsessing over your partner's social media accounts. Maybe you're Googling them.
1: You've got your friends doing
0: some investigating. Have you done stuff like this, Jane? Okay,
1: so I have been in a relationship where I did have a lot of anxiety, but... I was actually, like, I don't like to obsess over people's media social media accounts. But there would be, like, I think everyone, like, sometimes at least, like, they'll go and you'll check the Instagram page, you'll check the Facebook page, you'll see, like, who's interacting with, you know, my person. And so if you aren't trusting of them, you know, you'll read into things. Right. That's, and I think that is, I think going through social media accounts is almost a way of self-sabotaging because you're looking for there to be a problem. Right, exactly.
0: And then you're always going to find something because if your brain is already wired to think this person's probably on a date with someone else or cheating on me, you'll be able to see that if they put a picture of a sailboat up. You'll be like why is he at the beach? Who's he at? Who's he? Exactly. Who's he watching that boat? with? You know what I'm saying? Like you could create any story in your mind. You can start to falsely accuse your partner of doing things that they didn't really do that you've no evidence for. So if you're feeling like your anxiety about relationships, whether it's about your attachment to the relationship or you're just spending way too much time worrying about things, here's some ways that you can overcome your relationship anxiety. First of all, pay attention to your behavior. Like how often are you jumping to conclusions about their behavior? And do you really have like sufficient? evidence to support the fact that this person maybe did something wrong. A lot of times our fears around anything, like it could even be a fear around work or, you know, friends, it has to do something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. It could be a childhood memory. It could be something in the past with a, a, a past partner. So check in with yourself. Exactly. Like, like what's really going on here. So what you could do, exercise. I mean, for me, exercise helps me so much with anxiety in all levels of my life. Exercising, it's not just because you're going to feel better. Like it does release. I mean, yes, you feel better about your, your body and your health and all that, but it actually does increase serotonin. So it actually does release those feel good hormones in your brain. And for me, like I love working out in the morning. That's always been my thing. Cause I just feel like it sets me for a good day, but also whenever you can get it in, it yeah. helps
1: get it in in many ways. Um, but right. I, I totally see. I just went back to the gym Yes, and I can't, unfortunately I'm not a morning person, so I can't wake up. No, I'm just saying for me, that's right. I mean. Yeah. But I mean, I wish I could, I'd rather do that cause it's so busy after work anyways. I felt really great like going back like I felt productive I felt like just happier I just felt like I could actually like be in a place doing something and not have to worry about anything else and I could just like you know keep running mm-hmm. you know exactly. on the treadmill. I could just work out and like kind of like you it's almost like a meditation without really getting into that meditative mm-hmm. state So that's great. It really is. I think it it helps with a lot of things.
0: And I have to say people are like, Oh, but I have no time, I have no time. I mean, I think about Michael Moore. You know Michael Moore, the filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I remember reading this years ago that he he was always he's always been overweight and he just started doing this ten thousand steps a day. And he lives in Michigan and Flint, it's freezing like where I grew up, and he was like, I'm just gonna walk. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like you have to do anything, but he would, you know, probably use his Fitbit or his phone now that has those apps. And it's like, I know you guys have heard this from so many different sources, but it really does help just to get out and move and get outside of your head and it just every time it works. Like there's nothing it's kinda like sex. You never like really regret having sex with your partner and you're not going to regret start moving because it just helps clear your head. The other thing, positive self-talk. As much as you can, and this is also another practice, Mm -hmm. engaging in positive self-talk rather than negative self-talk. And this to me is a lifelong process and I find myself a lot of times when I'll just be thinking of the worst case scenario about things. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I literally will be like, everything's fine, everything's good. And I'll even have a mantra in my head. Like I have one that I always say like, all I need is within me now. Because I love that. Thank you. Oh my God. And I literally will just not even consciously know, I'll just keep saying that. Like if I'm going to bed at night, I'm feeling anxiety or I'm just driving somewhere worrying, I'm like all I need. Because it's true. Most of us, have, we're, we're our own worst enemies and we have all the answers that we need and all we need is, is inside of us and we can control it. So that's my mind. You can find something that makes you feel good. Like I'm okay, be here now, whatever it is to kind of, And it, it's literally a practice that just gets your mind off of thinking these thoughts that can be, sabotaging this also increases serotonin as well and this controls the part of your brain behind the frontal areas that are responsible for attention judgment and impulse control so if you find yourself being really judgy and and i do find this when i switch it i'm like i have no room there to be judgmental to focus on other things it just helps you reset also take a step back a lot of times in the moment when we make impulsive decisions, that's what can make us feel anxious. If you step back and you think, you know what, maybe I'm not going to do this right now. Like even if it's like picking up the phone to check your partner's Instagram account or to send a text to somebody that's an angry mm-hmm. text, like they say you should always sit on it. I believe that. Take a step back in the moment if you're feeling like, you know, right now I don't think I'm in the healthiest place to uh, to be doing things. Take a step back. Think about it. Pause. Also find ways to relax. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you relax, Jamie?
1: I like to listen to a lot of like just chill, laid back music. I like to just like lay back in. I have a jacuzzi at my house, so I like to use that to kind of unwind because like I'm talking a lot all the time and Mm -hmm. people like I talk to my friends all the time. They're always talking to me and like it's nice to just like be like in a quiet, like just like chill, like quiet music, just chill and sit by myself and just breathe. Yeah, that's good important
0: i, I realize mm-hmm. that too i'm always going i'm always talking even last night i was driving home from work you saw me i was so tired you're like i've never seen you look that I, no, was I really exhausted haven't. i was so tired and i was like you know what and i there was a lot of phone calls i had to return a lot of things i need to do and i thought i'm just not i'm shutting down and i didn't talk to anybody and it felt really good to take that time so it's important and then finally if you feel like you're anxiety is just taking over get help see a therapist i think everyone needs it at some point but if you really find that it's just too much talk to someone about it because the truth is that overcoming this kind of anxiety in a relationship and just like everything it boils down to having control over your emotions and your mental process and that's why when i say all you need is within you now we can control this you're the one who's planting these thoughts in your head you're the one who's creating these scenarios and when you kind of separate that your thoughts are not you you are not your thoughts and you can control them and start to minimize your anxiety about relationships and just have healthier ones and more sex. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think when you're <laughs> in anxiety- sex and thing, yeah, exactly. Sex
1: but like, it's hard to have sex when you're like full of anxiety, uh, and stuff like that. I think that's why sometimes too. couples kind of have like those dry spell periods. Cause if there's too much anxiety going on in there, it's like, how can you like trust your partner and like relax and get into that mode of pleasure? Mm-hmm.
0: You're right. And you said something really important, I think about music and about sound that I think that we underestimate the power of just having music playing or listening to something that really soothes you. You Not the TV necessarily, but, you know, and then also touch. So when you were just saying couples, it's like, can you guys listen to music? Can you touch each other? Because even just if it's just massage and not sex or get a massage, like that really does help to calm down your whole nervous Mm -hmm. system. Um, And smell, light some candles, all that stuff. Thank you, Jane. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's so fun. Okay, so we're gonna give a shout out to our sponsors right now. You guys, thank you for supporting them. God, I love all of our sponsors right now. No, oh, I mean me I always too. do, but they're really killer. I mean, you have got some great ones, and um, we've got. Uh, I love the new Donna products.
1: Oh, I I like really. Need I want to eat to, them. I need to find me someone that I can soothe and massage, and that can do that back with me. <laughs> I really want to use them. They right? all smell so good, and I just feel like. I can use them alone, but I want to try. I want to use them with a partner.
0: My thing about these massage candles are that they are such a great. Um, Donna makes these massage candles. They smell amazing. And the thing about a massage candle, it's like a twofer because I light it when I come home from work. I just light the candle. It smells amazing. And then if someone's coming over, you're like, oh, it's a fun little trick. You're like, oh, well, like this is actually, does that smell great? Yeah. Oh, it oh. smells like chocolate mousse. I know. But, like, like, oh, but like not, not like the
1: gross fake chocolate. <laughs> I know. Like, that smells they nailed it. really good. And then you can pour
0: it onto your partner, and it's like warm oil. It's not wax. It's not like particularly super kinky. It just feels It's like warm oil. And you pour it on your partner, and it's like a little it's a little game, a little fun trick. Yeah, That's a good trick. If you want to check out the Donna products, you can go to my sexwithemily.com store or just check out the Donna banner on the website. Okay, everyone, uh, thank you so much for supporting our sponsors, and we'll be right back with your emails. You know I'm all about making sex fun and easy to talk about. Well, now there's a game that allows you to do just that. The Effing Truth is a card game that you can play with friends at your next party or when you're just hanging out, and I promise you'll not only have a blast, but learn so much more about them. It's one part never have I ever, and one part bingo. Players pull a card and ask each other questions, like, have you ever had sex with a person on the same day you met them, or tell a story about something you feel confident about in sexual situations. What I love about The Effing Truth is, hey... Everybody Fs, and sex is a delightful and hilarious part of life. So why not talk about it? I'm so obsessed with the effing truth, I had the creator Carsi Blanton on the podcast to play the game. You should totally check out the episode. But here's the thing, Carsi needs your help to make the effing truth a reality. So please contribute to her Kickstarter campaign. Just go to the effingtruth.com before October 28th. That's T-H-E-F-I-N-G-T-R-U-T-H.com. Emails Mm, Yes, Mm. I like these. I know. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, that's amazing. Text your questions to 797979 and then you just text Ask Emily. It has to be one word to 797979. You can also submit a question at sexwithemily.com via the Ask Emily tab. And as always, include your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Hi, Emily. I'm a new listener to your podcast and I love it. I'm 39 and single and I've never been married. I don't have kids and I've had some failed relationships. Perhaps we all have. After not having sex for a year, I met someone online to hook up with while I was on a mini vacation. I've never done something like this before. I was really nervous, but the sex was great. He was very giving and wanted me to be comfortable. There was a lot of kissing before, during, and after, and he stayed to cuddle. He didn't say much. and I always love that. And he didn't say much while we were actually having sex. I don't have a lot of body confidence and I have body image issues. So it makes me feel better when I get verbal feedback. I feel like I held back a little. I was nervous, obviously. I texted him after he left. I told him the sex was great. And I loved how gentle he was as he was very well endowed. He replied, you're welcome. Uh. I sent one additional message and I never heard back. I'm going back to the same town in a few weeks. Should I attempt to contact him? I'm afraid of being rejected, but I really want to have sex again with him, and I want to be more free and more uninhibited this time around. What would you do? Thanks, Lynn, 39, South Carolina. Yeah, Lynn. Okay, here's the deal. I don't love that he didn't text you back after your second, you know, reply, and he was kind of rude, like, you're welcome. And I just feel like, yes, some people are challenged when it comes to texting but i just feel like you're welcome and then not answering you back you might kind of be setting yourself up for failure i feel like the fact that you want to let go more and you want to have another like fling that there's plenty of guys in every single town so i feel like you can find somebody else to kind of to hang with yeah you know
1: I mean, don't get stuck up on that. This guy, like, it was great sex. Because if this was me, and the guy was just like, "You're welcome," I'd be like, "Oh, why? Was it a privilege?" Like, you right. know, "You're kind of it's just douchey. to me. To me, I would be like, "Nah, on to the next."
0: Yeah, that's not very. That's not very loving. He could have been like, "Yeah, fun too." Like, how hard is it to say?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, "You're and,
0: welcome" is super not not cool. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. And here's the other thing. I got to be honest with you, here, Lynn, is that you hadn't had sex in a year, so in your mind, it might've felt a lot better than it. Like, we, we kind of elevate things. If you haven't, you know, if you've been on a diet or you, whenever you restrict or take something away and you try it again, it's so great. So I feel like, I don't know. This no, I totally it, agree right? with you. It, like
1: you, you get wrapped up in like, oh my God, the sex was great. And then you think like, I really want to like, you said that you wanted to be more like uninhibited next time with him. And I don't think that to me, it doesn't sound like he deserves He doesn't. It. Right. Uh, so I think you can totally let loose with someone else and you don't have to be nervous. We all get in our heads, like even me, like, you know, especially when you're with someone new, especially if you haven't had sex in a while, but just know that like there is better people out there and there's going to be even better sex. Like that's not the best sex that that you're ever going to have. Exactly. And
0: then also to be honest, second time around, usually it's the novelty that makes new Mm -hmm. sex or, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, one night stands feel really good. So I feel like just go and also just go and have fun on your own if you don't feel like looking on the apps or finding someone. I think when you're on vacation, you do have this thing. We were talking about this yesterday. I wanted to turn for it. Jamie came up with this vacation goggles. Yeah. I feel like when you go to a new town, everybody just... It seems everyone's exciting and new and seems different. Like whenever I go to New York, I'm like, every guy here is so good looking. You know, people come to LA. It's, I think we're just somewhere different. So I think that maybe just take advantage of being somewhere new. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Just be, you know, go out to dinner, meet some people and. Um, yeah, mingle. Be uninhibited with someone else. That's how we feel, Lynn. Keep us posted. I want to hear how it goes. Okay. Hi, Emily. My name is Marcus. I'm 28 and live in Nottingham, UK. I've been with my fiance for over four years and the sex has always been great. After four years, we still have it two to, two to three times a week. Our sex life is becoming more creative as well. We use toys, lube, and of course, our growing connection. Aww. I have a que- I know. I love this. I have a question about the refractory period. Once I have reached orgasm, I'm literally done. I can prolong my orgasm to a point, but once it's happened, I have zero drive for what seems like the rest of the day, if not longer. For the first few immediate hours, I'll struggle to get an erection. I feel generally a bit sore after sex. I don't want to masturbate and it doesn't feel as good as the first orgasm. My better half knows this and she doesn't initiate until the the next day. I don't like this. I'd love for sex to be spontaneous and I'd love to be able to have sex a few times a day. How can I reduce this refractory period and get an appetite for more sex sooner? Thanks, Marcus28, Nottingham, UK. Here's the thing, Marcus. Everyone's different when it comes to their refractory period. Typically, men, you know, in their twenties, they have kind of a a faster refractory period. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of thing that comes into play, like your age, diet, health, are you on meds, exercise, are you drinking, mm-hmm. taking drugs. Um, and the thing that the only thing here that gives me pause is that you are young, you're 28 years old, and I feel like the fact that you're experiencing pain after sex, yeah. and that it's taking you 24 hours. It doesn't feel like that it should take that long and that there should be pain. So I'm wondering if you're on any medication, if, you know, you drink a lot or smoke cigarettes. I mean, that's all stuff that can affect the male erection because the refractory period, it's usually a few minutes to a few days and the older guys get it it does take longer And definitely there is a period where your body shuts down, you know, the, your body's in overdrive, the sympathetic nervous system, which controls your fight or flight kind of pushes your body to calm down. And that is what's happening. But typically like if you're, um, oh, and it also like lowers your like neurotransmitters, like dopamine, testosterone. And so that's what happens as well. And your serotonin spikes and takes a nosedive. And that's why guys often want to sleep after. Mm -hmm. But with I feel like if you and your partner continue to kind of play around, maybe she gives you a massage or maybe you give her some pleasure that you should be able to, you know, typically get an erection again, at least that day. I just feel like maybe there's something going on. I mean, yeah, it could just be the way your body is, but I would get checked out. And just the pain thing, when you said that you have some pain. So when you say that the first few media hours you struggle and you feel a bit sore after sex, I'm wondering also how much are you masturbating? So maybe also if you're masturbating a lot, I'm just wondering where that soreness is. Is it internal? Is it on your shaft? So I've got a few questions for you, but, but the refractory period, I mean, again, it differs for all men, but the fact that you're having pain and it takes 24 hours, at least I would um, get checked out. Mm-hmm. Hey, Emily, I'm, I'm also Emily. I love to learn about sex and I want to be better at talking with my partner about what I'm learning. I don't want to come off too preachy-teachy and know-it-all sex freak. How should I start broaching this topic so we're not just talking about it, but we're trying out some of the things we talk about? Thanks, Emily, 27, California. Well, Emily, I love that you want to talk to your partner about sex and you're actually even asking how to improve upon the fact that you're even talking to him because a lot of people don't even want to talk about it. So there's a few things um, here that we, kind of some rules around talking about sex that Mm -hmm. are important that we emphasize. And location is important. So location and timing Tone. Yes. I would say those are some things to start with that you don't want to have in the bedroom right after sex. Yeah. You can say, like, that was amazing, that felt great, but you want to be like, I really think that um, we should try anal. Like, I just, or, or next time, could you do this or that? I just feel like the bedroom
1: is kind of for sex, for sleeping.
0: But if you are outside the bedroom, you know, I think it's great, like at breakfast or. You know, like
1: if you're going to the laundromat or you're taking a drive in the
0: car. Right. You're not making eye contact. It might be an easier time to talk about it. Timing, make sure, yeah, you're not stressed. You guys aren't rushing around. And I would just say that my top advice for you, just to make it more of a conversation, that it's, I think that we can build it up in our head. Like, and because it is, it's a big deal to talk about sex with your partner because it's such a charged subject and you really don't want to upset him or hurt his feelings. And so I feel like if you're just like, God, our sex has been, you know, I love having sex with you. It's been really fun and I'd love to let's talk about some other things we could do. What are your fantasies or like, what are some things you want to try or bucket list things that you, you know, go to a sex toy store together or talk, listen to the podcast together. I know a lot of couples kind of use this as foreplay, sex only podcast, which yeah. I love. Um, and you could also, again, like make it more of a conversation. Like, God, I've been, when I was masturbating the other day, I was thinking about you tying me up. Maybe that's one of your fan. You could tell him that. Like, I think that we all want instructions. Like you want to hear what he wants. I'm sure he wants to hear what you want. So it's really just, Keeping it light and casual and fun, and that you just want to both of you to have some pleasure, and also talking about sex can kind of lead to spontaneous sex.
1: Yeah, because maybe it'll turn your partner on. You never know. And you could even just be like, "Hey, like I was, you know, I was reading this article, and it said, you know, all these different uh, these tips to starting like." anal play and I kind of got me turned on. I was thinking maybe we could try something like that. You know, you could just say something like that. Like, oh, I just saw it and it was fascinating and I kind of got turned on and he might be like, oh, okay, like I have no idea. Yeah, let's try it, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, I feel like you've, since you've been having casual sex lately, have you, do you have any good recent, or any examples about how you've kind of brought things up lately, Jamie?
1: Um, I mean, like if I've seen the person more than once um, and I want to try something else or I want them to do certain things like I'll be like oh you know how last time like you touched me like this or you spent um more time like using your mouth and your hands like when you went down on me or something like that I really liked you should do more of that like I would like that
0: and were you like at dinner or something or were you no we were just chilling we were just watching tv right you're just chilling on the couch (laughs) that's see that's how you do it like thanks noted it was casual and And he's just like oh and uh, you probably did that right
1: yeah and then like I mean and the thing that you have to remember too is that it's not like a one time and then he's going to get it kind of conversation. Like you have to like reiterate it. Because, I mean, even me, like people are like, like it's like, it's even like making plans with someone. Like, hey, we should totally go out to dinner. And you're like, yeah, we should. But then if you never talk about it again, are you really going out to dinner? Right. Exactly. And you don't confirm
0: the plans. You don't mm-hmm. set a date. Exactly. So I think that we think that, well, I've talked to him about it or I've talked to her about it. I let her know once does not count. It does not. No, people don't change that quickly. Good points. Hi, Emily. I love your podcast. I recently just started dating again. After a year of swearing it off, I've met someone and we've hit it off. I'm very self-conscious because I'm prone to vaginal bacteriosis and yeast infections. The idea of having someone touch me down there, even when I don't have an infection, scares me so much, I don't want to have sexual contact with anyone. How do I regain my confidence sexually and emotionally? I don't want to push this guy away before even giving us a chance. Thank you, Julina28, Seattle. That is a really good question. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering... Do you know what has been causing your infections, your your yeast infections and your um, vaginal bacteriosis? Because there's a lot of different things that could cause that. It could be like the birth control pill could cause that. Or oral contraceptives can cause that if you have a lower immune system, if you've been taking antibiotics, if you've been wearing too tight of clothing, that's why cotton underwear is really important. Mm -hmm. I think we're all about these tight clothes these days, like even like exercising a lot with like tight pants can do it. So um, I'm curious if you found out what it could be Um, like, so reducing moisture down there. So that's just I mean, I'm assuming you've gone to your doctor and you've gotten help with that. So I would say that you got to start to get back on the horse here, start having sex again and realize that like, now that you probably know what to do to prevent it or you've gotten some more information from your doctor that it's not as much of a
1: risk or a fear perhaps. Yeah, and then I'm wondering like what it is that she's scared of. Is she scared of feeling gross to her partner or gross to herself? Is she scared of them causing another reaction? Right,
0: good point. Like, do you feel like you still have, because bacteriosis can have Mm -hmm. like a certain scent to it. It's not, it doesn't smell great you don't feel like great so good point do you feel like you might have one and you don't know or do you feel like you're going to catch it again
1: yeah so maybe i mean if that if it's kind of like you feel like you just want to be extra clean maybe you can just shower before you have sex um you can use uh like flavored lubes you know system joe has like the water based like, lubes yeah. water based lubes that will probably be okay with because it seems like if you're prone to infection, you probably can't use too many types of lubricants. Um, like Joe's Agape, it, uh-huh. uh, you can use that. That's really good. It has a lot of like uh, natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's supposed to be for very sensitive people. So maybe that'll help. It just kind of depends on what is scaring you about these uh, these things. And But it's like if you don't have an infection, then you should just, you know, like just get yourself in the mood. Maybe you need more arousal and that will get mm-hmm. you in the mood and maybe you won't be as scared because if you don't have anything at that moment, then you're fine. Like you're not going to like, they're right. not going to be grossed out. Like you're going to be totally cool. And it's not even something that you need to share. With no, your partner. I would not share it with
0: them. They don't, need, it's not like they don't need to know. They don't need to know that either. And I think that's a good point. Don't rush into sex. Also, Juliana, if you're not ready yet, it's okay just to kind of, you know, go out with some guys and kind of fool around, do some foreplay, make out we just gave you some great breasts. You know, just, just don't, I don't want to push you to do anything until you're ready. But I do feel like if you're aroused and turned on and you're with a partner that you trust and you feel safe with, that you're going to get your confidence back slowly. So right now you haven't even broached it yet because it's been a while since you've had sex. If you practice self-care and you are communicative with your partner and you really don't push yourself to go beyond where you're comfortable, that you're going to be okay here and your confidence will come back. Mm -hmm. Make sure you pee after sex. That's just always important. Yeah. Pee after sex. Pee before sex.
1: Yeah. You know, just like, it's all
0: important. Just in case. (laughs) That's my other tip. When you say you don't want to push the guy away before giving us a chance, then just take it slow. You're going to know when you're ready, no matter what age, no matter where you're at. A lot of us just rush into sex because we feel like we should. And I just would like to kind of just let you guys know that we all, we all have a choice and that, The getting to know someone and the buildup towards sex over a few weeks or a few months is totally okay and actually can be really, really hot and you're getting more information about the person that you're with and I think that the more time that you're with someone and you get to trust them and get to know them that this might not be as much as an issue for you, Julina. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Happy two years. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for everything. Jamie's also, she does videos. She's, all the blogs on the site are are killer. Jamie manages the writers. She writes blogs. We've got some great things up there, so.
1: Yeah, the blogs are really cool. And uh, let me know, email us feedback, how you've been liking the titles lately. Oh,
0: Jamie (laughs) kills it on the titles. Okay. I am dying. What was the the schlong one? I'm
1: uh, there's, Please, a, there's, just a, there's talk a there's a blog. <laughs> there me. is a blog about, you know, the <sighs> it breaks down the anatomy of the penis, the different parts, like what feels good, all of that. And it's called Ain't No Schlong and Dance a Guide <laughs> to the Male Member. That is one of my better ones. That was and, great. Yeah. No, there's another every time I look at the website, I kill. I yeah, die it. Was five tips for a hand job well done. <laughs> I love you it. Know, six finger tips. For better foreplay. Right. Someone gets that. I really like puns. Don't know if you guys can tell.
0: You're punny and they're good blogs. So it's quality (laughs) too. Yeah,
1: there is really good information in there. So if you haven't been checking out the website, like, you know, if you're, you know, whenever you're bored, just like, hey, like, go get some few tips. You never know. It's good. Love it good
0: work okay well thank you uh thank you everyone also remember to follow us on social media because it's a good time there we're doing a lot of fun giveaways too like we said you can find out more information there about the podcast and everything it's all at sex with emily across the board instagram snapchat twitter facebook and i love you all thanks to my amazing team ken jamie intern shannon thank you jenny the latest member to our team producer lark and michael and i love you all thanks for listening was it good for you email me feedback at sex with The other day, my friends at Adam and Eve called to ask me if I wanted to give away free vibrators to my audience. I said no. I'm kidding. Of course I said yes, but only for a very limited time when you use code Emily at AdamandEve.com. They're going to send you a free pocket rocket with your order. Pocket rockets are great little vibrators. They're perfect for clitoral stimulation alone or with a partner. They're super easy to use and compact enough to stash anywhere. Oh, on top of the free pocket rocket? Adam and Eve will also chop 50% off the price of almost any single item and ship the whole order for free. To get in on this deal, just go to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. I suggest you do it before they realize just how many of you are out there.